Yes, it's episode 84, Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff. You think a person on a one-man podcast be ready at the start of their own podcast, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm eating an ice cream. Because that's my dinner. So I can't bother to cook anything. I had ice cream for breakfast the other day as well. You know what the fuck that is, people? That's adult privilege. That's what that is. You know, as a kid, you can't do that. You can't have that for breakfast, Darren. It's not breakfast. There's ice cream. You could you could eat all your dinner first and eat all your vegetables and then then you, and then you can have an ice cream. You can't just wake up in the morning, Darren, and have ice cream. You could have cereal or toast. You can't just have ice cream. Uh, you can. I did. I'm an adult. I paid for it. That's why I can eat what I want. Seriously, guys. Rock up into your office tomorrow. And just, you know, start eating a burger in the morning. Eat whatever the fuck you want. Eat some sushi for breakfast. Ice cream, whatever. So... I should have not ate, ate the ice cream. Let me finish this ice cream first. Then I'll come back. Dude, well, I haven't finished the ice cream. I just couldn't be bothered to wait. Be <laughs> bothered to wait. Um, I'm just going to enjoy the ice cream on the podcast. It's my podcast. Do what I want. I do. You don't make the rules, man. You can't control me, man. It's a free country, man. And I'm eating ice cream. Ah. Anyway, how's your week been? My week's been better, but it's been worse. Physically, physical health been dreadful. You know, I said my arm was numb. Uh, suspected uh, bulge disc or slip disc, herniated disc, C6, C7. So my left arm's numb because of that. Physio doesn't reckon there's any damage to my spinal cord, which is great. Not paralysed. Um... But it suggests I have an MRI scan to make sure there's nothing else. So let's just hope there's nothing crazy going on in my spine. But, um, yeah, so physically, not great. But other than that, I'm having a great time. Work's going fine. Uh, both the day job and, uh, and the dream. The pursuit of happiness. Got a nice email on Friday morning going, Hey, Darren, do you want to come and, uh, come and gig with us on Monday? I was like, yeah, sure. Been trying to get into your comedy club for ages, sure. I'll come down on Monday. Then, um, you know, paid gig. I thought, great. So I thought, wait, let me check. Why is it paid? What's, what's actually going on this Monday? Let me check their website. Boom. It's only Mo Gilligan. Mo Gilligan and friends. So I guess I'm one of the and friends. I've met Mo once. I doubt he remembers me. But <laughs> let's, let's see if he's a, a big old comedy phony on stage. Going, I've seen this guy loads of times. We're really good friends. Welcome to the stage. I, I, I just want him to just go, alright, welcome to your next comedian. Are you not ready for some comedy? If he gives it the big old phony, because I've had that before. Not from him. Um, I'm just joking about him. I don't know what he'll say. I've had that before. Turn up to a gig. First time I've ever been in a gig. First time I met the MC. And they go, right, this guy's a really close friend of mine. Really funny guy. You're in for a great time. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. One, you, you have made guarantees that you cannot fulfill. You have not seen me perform before. 
that's a lot of vouching. You said we're mates and you said I'm good. So if I'm shit, what are you going to do? You're going to come on stage after me and go, oh, actually, guys, he's not my mate. <laughs> no. I don't know. But it'll be good, though. Um, looking forward to it. My only problem is I've got this one joke where the punchline is big nasty. Now, everyone who's heard the joke knows that there's, there's nothing. It's not actually against Big Nasty. The joke's not about him. It's just his name is the punchline. I know Mo would get that. I know all the comedians get that. But it's just there'd be some people who won't get it and feel like I'm slide this in Big Nasty and then, by in effect, slide this in Mo as well, considering they host a show together. So I'm going to have to change the punchline. And it really hurts my feelings that I'm changing the punchline. But, um, you know, I've done, I've changed punchlines before. I changed a joke that spoke about rape and turned into a burglary. It's a metaphor, but... I just thought, you know, I just let my ego aside and... It's not pandering, it's just making something more palatable. Knowing what frequency you're performing at. So that's what I have to do. But, um, yeah, well, that's happening. Then, uh, went to see Kevin Hart yesterday as well. What a showman. O2 Arena, 15,000 people filming for Netflix. And um, no phones allowed. If you know anything about these top comedians, no phones allowed. Didn't give us the pouch, though. See, at least Chris Rock and Chappelle give you the pouch. If you don't know, the pouch is this thing where before you get into the arena, they put your phone in it, lock this pouch, and then give you back the pouch with your phone locked in it. You can't access your phone. To look at your phone, you have to leave the arena, get it unlocked. Which makes sense. That's like putting someone in rehab. You're not allowed to touch the cocaine. Don't touch the crack. You're not allowed to touch the heroin. Don't touch it. We've got rid, we've cleared your cupboards. There's none there. Okay. That's what Chris Rock and Dave Spell do. Kevin Hart, though, no. They le- let you have your phone. Say it to you, you're not allowed to look at it. If you're seen with your phone on, you're being kicked out. But you can have your phone on you, though. And every five minutes, they remind you that you're not allowed to look at your phone. Again, that's like going to an addict's house and being like, hey, is that line of cocaine there? Mmm. That's the purest Colombian. Yeah, I've even, even chopped in a nice line for you. Rolled up a 20. You could sniff that all up, mate. But remember, don't do it because it's bad for you. And I know you're addicted to that. And I know you like to do it every day, but don't do it now. Okay? I'll continue the show. Five minutes later, I don't forget you've got that cocaine behind you. Ah. Oh. It was pain, like you see, it was painful for some people. It was terrible, but I, I, I enjoyed it. But the show was good. Forgot how funny Kevin Hart was. Sounds ridiculous thing to say if you're a Kevin Hart fan, but I forgot how good he was at stand up. Very funny guy, very funny show. Looking forward to coming out on Netflix. Probably about an hour long. Wasn't really long. Had his plastic cup boys open up for him. Naeem Lin was probably the standout guy after plastic cup boys. Very funny, but all funny, all great. Really enjoyed it, man. Fantastic show. Then, um, what else have I done this week? That's it. Just getting 
ready for this week in life. But what's happened this week in the news? Eminem, surprise album. Um, now, I did that stupid thing where I listened to everyone's opinion on it first. They were on my WhatsApp groups and I was like, oh my God, this album's shit. It's dreadful. It's better than his last one, but it's shit. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, God. And the people were like, I had a real breakdown, my mates. This is this is not the same Eminem. It's like Marshall Mathers LP came out when I was in primary school. I'm 30 now. Guys, you're going to have to just let it go. Right? Just let, did it come out of primary school? I feel like it did. I feel like I entered secondary school with, um, with Eminem. Let's see. Marshall. Marshall Mathers LP. I lied. I wasn't in primary school. May, no, May 2000. It was my first year of secondary school, but still, 18 years ago. The guy is going to change. Actually, wait. What am I talking about? Marshall Mavis LP was his third album. What was his first album called again? This makes for great podcasts, you know. Me just googling shit is is just what you need. It's just what you want to listen to. Some of you are shouting, "Darren, you dumbass!" His first album is obviously this. I see. I think it was Slim Shady LP. He had another album called Infinite. What the hell was on that album? Yeah, Slim Shady was the one I was thinking of. That was '99. That was uh, released. And I was in primary school then. Yes, my name is Just Don't Give a Fuck. Yeah, there you go. Guilty conscience. Good stuff. But anyway, so his album's out. I listened to him, my mates. They was like, oh, my God, it's shit. He's shit. It's so sad. I loved him. And then, um, then my best mate messed me, have you heard the album? I was like, yeah, I've heard it's shit. He goes, what? No, it's fire. He's like, what are you talking about, huh? And I said, I, was, I basically just regurgitated the opinions of other people. But they said, it's just this and this. He's like, nope. And he's this, this, nope. Listen to these three tracks and come back to me. And I was like, all right. And do you know what? One group of mates saying it's shit. One group of mate, one, another mate saying it's fire. You know what my opinion was? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> that was it. It's not right, Al. But I don't know why people get so, uh, so emotionally engaged with, uh, with people we don't know, these these singers and stuff like it's Michael Jackson's birthday. My Facebook just covered to just like oh, R.I.P. Michael. Oh, feel the best I've ever known. Off the walls, man, and feel like, oh, Michael. Oh, 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 Michael. It's like God. He was all right. As a total package. It was great. But I take this sacrilegious pedestal he's put on. If you say someone's a better singer than Michael Jackson, watch how people cry. Say someone's a better dancer than Michael Jackson, watch how people cry. They can't take it. 
You have people want to actually throttle you for saying someone's better than Michael Jackson at something. Honestly, say someone's a better dad than Michael Jackson. You know, I like Michael Jackson. I love his musician. I love him as a dancer and a performer. As a father, I don't think he's that good. Don't you ever say something like that about the king of pop. That's Michael fucking Jackson. He's allowed to not be good at things. I just don't think Michael Jackson is that good at football. That's Michael Jackson, alright? He's the best ever. He's the greatest. He's the king of pop. I love Michael Jackson. I hate you. It's like, Jesus Christ, I'm... I'm your brother. <laughs> no. I don't, man. I used to love Michael Jackson. Well, then I stopped being eight years old. I don't know. Start liking other shit. And like, you know, just get over it, man. It's just weird. People obsess over someone like that. It just freaks me out a bit. I couldn't be with anyone who obsess over a celebrity. I like girls have like Marilyn Monroe pictures, Audrey Hepburn, and they quote them all the time. And no, I used to I used to go out with someone that used to like Marilyn stuff. She wasn't obsessed with her though. I think she just liked her iconography. Is that right? No, she liked her image on things. But I don't think she followed Marilyn's life. And if someone said someone's a better actress than Marilyn Monroe, I don't think she would have headbutted them. I've seen a guy get full rage at, at sixth form. When I jokingly said that Michael Jackson may have touched those kids. He was ready to fight me. He, um, he, yeah, he was. He probably doesn't remember it. Because that's probably just normal behaviour for someone like that. But for me, that's not normal. So it really stuck in my head. When Michael Jackson came to UK, he was actually the first in the queue at the O2. I'm not lie. To get tickets. He was the first person in the queue. Loved Michael that much. I remember he had a girlfriend at six form. Not Michael Jackson, this guy. He could see in her eyes, she knew that he would never love her as much as he loved Michael Jackson. And when Michael Jackson died, oh dear. If he was with anyone, their relationship would have ended at that moment. I can't imagine crying over a celebrity. You know those little like, outpouring for Aretha Franklin? God, admit it, people. I realise I only know two Aretha Franklin songs. Say a little prayer and respect. Now I'm actually out to Google Reefer Franklin now. Because um, those are the only two songs I can think of. Hit songs. Respect. Chain of Fools. I think. No. You make me feel like a natural woman. No, that one. I never loved a man the way I love you. And say a little prayer. She's known as the Queen of Soul. Aretha Louise Franklin. With a middle name like that, you could have been born in the 80s. Grew up in the 90s. Like literally every girl in your class, their middle name was Louise. But, um... And it's her funeral, wasn't it? And Ariana Grande, oh dear. Being little slutty cocktease, walking on stage with a short skirt. 
That poor pastor, six years old. How? What else was he meant to do but grab a titty? <laughs> I like the logic of some people. Why is her skirt so short? Because she wanted to wear a short skirt. Alright. She came out in a whole like nun's habit or a burqa. People are like, why is she wearing that? Why is it dressed so tight? Why is it so loose? Why is it like, shut up, man. It doesn't matter what she's wearing. Let's focus on the pastor grabbing up that tea. And let's not, let's not let that overshadow the hilarious racist joke he told. <laughs> My daughter said that I'm old. I'm old because when I heard that Ariana Grande was at the show, I thought that was a new dish at Taco Bell. Ariana Grande used to stand it's like, wow, this guy is racially boying me off while he's got a handful of my tit. This is new. Wow. Hopefully, when this ends and I come off stage, people will acknowledge what's happened here. She logs into Twitter. Hey, Ariana, how about you wear a longer skirt, slut? What? Mad. Absolutely mad. Now, I don't think Matey hugged her. I don't think Matey ever grabbed her tit on purpose. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon. I'm not going like, to say he needs to lose his job or God needs to not let him into heaven. I don't know if he's one of those, you know, American pastors who flies around in a pl- private jet. You know, the Lord, the Lord says that I need another four million dollars. Come on, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This I'm going to tell you a story this week. Oh, it was so bad for me. I was walking to my driveway. I had my Bentley. I had my Porsche. My Ferrari. And I was just like, no, why you make me struggle so much? I have to choose between these three cars, but they're not just for all. Uh, what I need is, what I need is, little sign from God, little help from God, little help from a congregation for the people. Now I got hit today, people, I drove the Ferrari. But you know what I really want to drive next week? The Lamborghini. No, praise the Lord. Make some noise. Collection plates going around right now. You put some money in there and let me drive the Lamborghini so I can give you the message of the Lord, the praise and worship you only this Sunday, next Sunday, and every Sunday going for praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give me a Lamborghini. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's one of those. He's not one of those. Then that is my advice, men. So you don't end up in one of these situations. When you're hugging a woman, hug her on the shoulder. You can hug her from the elbow up and the shoulder down. All right? On the outside, on the exterior. Here's why. You hug them lower than the elbow. Then it's kind of weird. You're, you're kind of like you don't know how to hold someone's hand. You're just holding their forearm. It's... That's not where you hug someone. Your arm's too low. You're probably going to have to slouch down to give her that hug if you're hugging 
a forearm. Um, so maybe it's just the upper arm you want to hug. Because if you hug higher than the shoulder, you're now hugging her neck. And that could be classed as a headlock. I mean, I can see police officers when they attack like a black person calling it a little neck hug. What? what? I didn't choke him, officer. I gave him a little neck hug. Again, you don't be giving ladies neck hugs either. Uh, so you don't do that. You want to stay on the outside because on, on the inside of a lady's arm are her tits. And, I mean, I know my girlfriends. And I don't hug her on the tits. I just, I don't know. I just managed to, you know, just hug her on the outside of her arm. You know, as I know her, and like we're in a relationship together, I sometimes hug around the waist. Again, that may have been a bit forward, hugging Ariana Grande around the waist, but it's better than the tits. You know, it's a little... I mean, I don't... I want to start a class, how to hug women. Uh, guys, if you want to subscribe, just email me. Um, I'll send you the welcome pack. It'll just be, you know, one-off fee, £150. I'm going to show you... How to hug women you know and women you don't know. Uh, general rule, if you don't know the woman, don't hug her. I know. Mind-blowing. Just gave you a little free insight there. But if you want to know all the, store, all the uh, information, just inbox me, subscribe, and uh, I'll send you your welcome pack of how to hug women. Women you know and women you don't know. Like the general rule, just avoid the tits when hugging. But, um... Now, what else has happened this week? I can't think of anything else that's happened this week. So, let's get into a uh, Dear Deirdre. I want to finish this ice cream now. Which is, um, some of you are thinking, how is this ice cream lasting so long? Not ask me no questions. Oh, actually, just, as I was flicking through my phone, just saw Power. I watched episode 9, but guess what? I'm not going to spoil it because I'm not an arsehole. Oh, last week. If you haven't seen Power, I'm about to talk about Power for the next minute. So, skip a minute. Right, let, I'll actually time it properly. So, when you come back after a minute, um, I won't be talking about it. So, talking about it now. Yeah, Power. So, last week, I can't believe it. I, I log on to my Facebook, right? In the morning, Sunday morning. It comes out Monday on Netflix. Sunday morning... Someone's posted as a Facebook status, R.I.P. Canaan. I was like, are you fucking nuts? But I was like, I'm not rising to the bait. Maybe it's a joke. Not even going to click on it. I'm just going to just carry on my life, watch the episode. As, as the episode nears its crescendo, I realised that Facebook status was actually true. It was real. The guy died. So I thought, let me go back to that Facebook status now, later on in the day. All the cussing they got. There's like, what the fuck? You always do this. You bitch. Apparently this person lost a lot of friends. My cousin did the same thing on his WhatsApp as well. Just posted RP Kanan. RP Kanan, RP Kanan. And that's a minute. <laughs> there you go. I had to come off it. I saw people skip forward a minute. Uh, so yeah, I finished just talking about power. So you haven't seen uh, episode eight. Don't watch that now. Anyway, dear Deirdre, let's get into it. Who, dear Deirdre. Here you go. 
while it loads. Dear Deirdre, I'm meeting my best mate's twin sister for sex and it could ruin so many lives. There's a man and a woman. They're having sex and with each thrust another life is ruined. Anyway, uh, dear Deirdre, I'm married. Boo, but meeting my best friend's sister for sex. Alright. If our affair become public knowledge, became public knowledge, it would ruin so many lives. And that's what gets my dick so hurt. Um but it but but it's becoming more and more difficult to keep it secret. It began when my mate threw a party to celebrate turning forty. I'm also forty. We were in the same class at school. Okay, so it's your mate from school. He has a twin sister. Okay, good. My wife had had a cold that night. Perfect reason to cheat on her. Listen to you, cheeky cow. What? Why are you talking to me like this? You say you got a cold. I have got a cold. Well, I've been sniffling all day. And you're not coming to his party? No. I know it's your best mate's party and I love him. Send him my card. But I'm ill, Gary. I'm ill. Do you know what, you whore? Why are you talking to me like this? Because you're faking being ill. That cupboard up there. Cupboard up there. Lemsip. Neurofen. Paracetamol. Anodin. Lemon and ginger. Herbal tea. Alright? Peppermint. Chamomile. Honey. There's fucking honey in there. Demerara sugar. All of that's in there. You ain't tasted any of that. You ain't had fuck all. I ain't seen you have any of that. You ain't tried to cure yourself from this cold. You never wanted to come to this party. You never liked my mates. You know what? I'm going to go to this party. I'm going to bang his fucking sister. All right? See you later. Gary, come back. Fuck off, Helen. Um. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, he has a twin sister. My wife had a cold that night. So, I went to the party alone. I got talking to an attractive woman who was helping hand round the food. There was something familiar about her. Yeah, that she probably looked like your mate. Because it's her twin, his twin sister. Who you're meant to be mates with, right? How can you be your schoolmate? You've known him from school. You know how 40 years old was, what, it's 24 years? And what, not once you bumped into his sister in those 24 years. Not once you saw her on Facebook. You're a cretin. Anyway... My mate came over and said, you remember my twin sister, don't you? The penny dropped. She had the same expressions and sense of humour. What, as him? Or as has she, as she always had? Wait, wouldn't it been her birthday too? Why is she handing out food on her own birthday? Mad things are going on. Anyway, that is creepy. I'm thinking of your mate's sister. Right? Yeah, do it for the bang, risk it. Why not? But... Twin sister. There's something about banging your mate's twin sister that says you want to fuck him. You know what I mean? Start serenading him. While he's there playing Mega Drive when you were kids at school. Whereas he's 40. Wait, 40, 2018. 20 years ago is 98. 96. Yeah, see if... At school, 96. Yeah, Mega Drive. You I needed to do that in my head to make this joke be 100% accurate in my head. <laughs> you know, you're just there, sat there playing Mega Drive. Gary's looking at his best mate. 
Nigel. He's like, oh, Nigel. Oh, Nigel, you're there and you are my mate. But I kind of want to bang you. But I can't do that because I am not gay. But maybe I could have sex with your sister. It would be the best of both worlds for me. Yeah, I think that's what went through Gary's head. Just like, hey, do not be great if you shaved your hair? What? What did you say? To shave your hair. Go and, all right, tie it back in the ponytail. Put on this baseball cap. Talk about football, Toby. She's like, what? What? Wait, you trying to make me be like my brother, Nigel? <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you talking about? No. <laughs> what? That's weird. So you got to do that or not? No? All right, fair enough. Anyway, um, we really hit it off. The party was noisy, so we went outside to talk and laugh about the people we used to know. Uh, is this where you fall in each other's face? Oh, then one thing led to another. We was kissing outside in the garden. I had my hands up a skirt. She had her hands down my trousers. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> what has he said? Uh, we chatted long into the night. Oh, he just chatted. Oh, so cute. Reminiscing. But the sexual tension was mad. A madness. I guess he got served food. She's kitchen girl, isn't it? Shout out to the ESN lot. I wonder if they remember. When we, uh, they used to have a group on Facebook. And we were discussing house party. And I made the point of, there's a certain type of woman. And that's that party. And she's called the kitchen girl. Now, the kitchen girl is this. You got all these hot women at parties and stuff. And women, you have a kitchen guy. All these hot people at the party, cool. You got all these drunk people at the party. Alright. Some of these people you don't really know. Eh, the vibe's okay, but I just need a little break from the noise. Let me go to the kitchen. And you just get a drink. You just getting yourself a drink, that's it, no big deal. And someone else is in the kitchen, just enters the kitchen. You know, and you're not even in that mood of you're not even trying to like chirp them or nothing. You just come to the kitchen, you're like, oh, you're alright. Like, yeah, oh, I just need to get away from the noise. Like, yeah, me too. Before you know it, you're just flowing in a conversation. Yeah, so how do you know so and so? Oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then you realise, oh, then one someone comes in and goes, hey, can I just call you over for a minute? And he takes the person away. And that's when you're like, yeah. Okay, that was cool. Should I wait here? Or should I... Uh, Oh, I don't know. Should I, should I wait? I don't know. Should I wait here or not? Um, right. Nah. Do what? I need to go to the toilet. Let me go to the toilet. Yeah, you go to the toilet. You think, ah, I forgot about it. It's alright. I don't know what I was thinking about. Go back from the toilet. Go back to the kitchen. They're standing right there. They're not talking to anyone else. What? You go in the kitchen? Oh, hey. Is he still here? Like, yeah, we didn't finish what we were talking about. So I just was waiting for you. And he's just there, and you're like, oh my god. This person's kind of fucking gorgeous. And then, all that smooth conversation you had, you just like, you just start bumbling over your words. And you know, they smile at you, and you say, your bumbling's kind of cute. It's like, wait, is this some kind of fucking movie? What's happening? You know? And then, 
You enjoy the conversation so much and you're so attracted to them that you don't even want to ask if they're single because it may, it'll just fuck up everything. Because they're going to tell you they're not single and then you're going to be upset that they're not single and then the mood's going to change and you're going to feel like, what's the point of talking to them? So you don't even talk. Don't even talk about it. Just carry on the night. You know, then the conversation ends and you politely go your separate ways and then, you know, Everyone else having a good time and you just kind of just sat there just like, oh, don't, don't know what to do with my life. Don't know what, what to do. I'm just going to just sit here. There's something missing from this party. I'm thinking of Kitchen Girl. And Jazz says the party's about to... Do you think, oh, I've had enough to party? He's about to leave. She comes running up. She goes, hey, you're leaving. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I've got stuff to do tomorrow. But uh, it's nice talking to you. And they're like, oh, yeah, same to you. Uh, hey, Maybe we should that out sometime. Hey, here's my number. And you're like, God damn it, I've got their number. Got their number. Oh, the vibe is amazing. You are gassed. You're like, I can't text them too soon. Oh, I can't leave it too long. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, should I add them on Facebook? No, I don't want to add them on Facebook. I've already got their number. Why well, do I need to add them on social media? Oh, I'll message them. And you go to meet up. Have a lovely drink. Have a great time. You go to kiss them, and then they go, oh, no, whoa, whoa, no. What? What's that? What? What's happening here? Oh, no. I've got a fiancé. Just, oh, my God, how did I not look at your hand? The whole night I didn't look down at your hand. Fuck. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. They're, they're, the the fiancé bit does have to happen. The kitchen, I just went off on a tangent. It, it, it all stopped at the party in the kitchen. Going away from the kitchen, coming back, they're still there. Just having that vibe in the kitchen. The kitchen girl. That's what it sounds like this guy's having. His little kitchen girl moment. Wow, that was a long tangent. Can you even remember what the dear Deirdre was, listeners? I've got it in front of me, so I can. I think I'll go back a paragraph just to roll you back in. My mate came over and said, you remember my twin sister, don't you? The penny dropped. She has the same expressions and sense of humour. We hit it off. The party was noisy, so we went outside to talk and laugh about the people we used to know. We chatted long into the night. She called me a week later. How did she call you? How did she get your number? Because you gave it to her. You fucking rascal. She had a huge row of her husband and she wanted to see me. She suggested we go to a hotel. Yeah, I bet he had the cold too, didn't he? Didn't try to fix it. See, uh, do what? Your wife, her husband, should go and lay in bed together and be ill. Whereas you two should just be fucking and fucking. I told my wife I had to meet a business client. Yeah, that's right. Had business. Had to give her, had to give her my proposition, my proposal. I propose that I put my, how about we merge, <laughs> merge, uh, merge, merge my assets uh, uh, into your, into your liabilities. Uh, uh, um, mm, yes. How, uh, how about we, how about, how about, how, how about my, my income? Becomes outcome. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not very good at these uh, financial related sex puns. So um, can we just have sex now? <clears throat> anyway, I told my wife I had the business contract. Uh, she had booked a room and told reception to send me straight up. When I entered the room, she was standing there in only a tiny pair of briefs. I was stunned, but I didn't need asking twice. I stripped off and took her in my arms. We stayed until 1am. The sex was wonderful. My wife accepted the lies I told her. Of course she did, because she thought you were telling the truth. 
And now, <laughs> and that is you mean? You said it like you achieved something. No, yeah, she fell for my lies because she thought you were telling the truth. If she thought it was a lie, then she probably wouldn't have accepted it. Dear kid. Uh, the sex is great, but our relationship is just hotels and sex. And now she loves me and will leave her husband. I can't justify leaving my wife. She's only 36 and no longer interested in sex, but that is as much her, as much my fault as hers. My wife has always been there for me, has nursed me through the aftermath of serious illness, and brought up our son and daughter almost single-handed as I tried to build a business. Our children are teens now, a boy and a girl. Yeah, I gathered that from her bringing up your son and daughter. I assumed they were a boy and a girl. But you know what? In this day and age, I, could, I shouldn't have made that assumption. All right? Look, I'm a man and I'm your daughter, Dad. Okay? Respect me as your daughter. I'm a man and, and your daughter. I'm going to make someone a fantastic husband one day. And then we're going to have kids and I'll be a fantastic mother. It's a, what? Oh, you don't try to put your social constructs on me. I'll do what I want. Anyway, that'll segue into something else. Uh, our children are teens now, a boy and a girl, but I feel so torn between my wife, who helped me through serious illness and has raised my family, and a new piece of... A- it's not a new... Is it new ass or is it nostalgia ass? Because, you know, there's a difference. New ass is exciting. But nostalgia ass, you feel like, oh, wow, I, I mean, younger me would not forgive current me if I don't have sex with you. Yeah, you know I mean, 16-year-old me, you sat in Nigel's room playing Mega Drive while you was next door. And you'd come into the room and try to hang out with us with your little cut top and Nigel would be like, get the fuck out of my room! And I was like, no, let her stay. Let the tits stay. The 16-year-old me wanted to bang you so much. You'd think I'm such a legend if I bang you now. How do I not going to have to bang you? He's not even cheated. I did this when I was 16. Doesn't count. So, um, yeah, so for that, anyway, you don't want to leave your wife, but you don't love her. I think you just go Hail Mary, mate. Actually, no, don't. It's just, you said the relationship was hotel and sex, so she doesn't love you. Let her just stay in her shit marriage. You go back to your shit marriage and just stop banging. All right? Okay. Right, next one. Uh, how long are we in? 39 minutes. Jeez. Shall we do one more? Do... Let's see, let's see, let's see. My girlfriend caught me going through her mobile and screamed the place down. Fair enough. The other day, I grabbed my girlfriend's phone and locked myself in the car to go through it. Wait, end the relationship. Now, this just, it all sounds crazy. For you to be doing that, it all just sounds nuts. She must have looked for it and realised that I was, what I was doing. She ran outside and fouled me. Yeah, the relationship's over. Why are you even looking for her phone? Why are you locking yourself in the car to do it? You fucking psycho. I've got to be balanced here. Because if there's a woman doing that, I'd be like, she's a psycho. She's a nutter. Get rid of her. 
That's woman. That's not even woman behavior. That's crazy psycho, bitch behavior. And you as a guy doing it, it is just as crazy psycho bitch behavior. Anyway, she hammered on the car window and screamed the place down, threatening me and my belongings. Yeah, fair enough. I'm 30, she's 24, and we've been together for two years. We moved into a flat together recently, but I don't trust her. End the relationship. She doesn't answer if I ring her, and when she's on a night out with her mates, and sometimes she gets home in the small hours. I love her, but I know this is all going to get worse and worse. Do you even find anything down the phone? So, just end the relationship, mate. Okay. So, um, yeah, this relationship is done. All right, okay, I was going to end it, but this last one is a bit mad. I sent my girlfriend's sister nearly naked Snapchat pics, but we were on a break. What? How was that okay? After my girlfriend and I split up, I got very drunk and sent her older sister some flirty pictures via Snapchat. I was all but naked in them. I was all but naked in them. My now ex had ended it. Saying she didn't feel the same about me anymore. I wonder how the sister reacted. I took it badly. I'm 25. And it was my first really special relationship. She's 24. And was my best friend too. Oh, We were a couple for a year and a half. We still meet. We still met up. Within our families. And her parents have always been good to me. Uh, we still text most days and I hoped we'd get back together. Now I've messed it all up with those pictures. I don't even remember doing it. I apologise but feel so ashamed. Again, I don't know what your dilemma is there. Do I, I should have just ended it. Because uh, this was an alright 5, 6 out of 10 podcast. And uh, those dear deirdres at the end ruined it. Alright, because they were just underwhelming. And Shit. So, I'm going to end the podcast, and that is it. Uh, I would say go come to Up the Creek and watch me with Mo, but that those sold out literally two hours after I found out I was on the show. So, <laughs> hey, look out for other dates that I'm on. Go to my website and find out when I'm performing. And, yeah, all right, see you later. Bye.